We begin the Gemara today, the last two lines of Davdale, Damit Beis. Gemara goes back here to what it said in the Braise. Amar, the Tana said in the Braise, Benkach or Benkach, whether there was an Oynes, whether there wasn't an Oynes, that's what the Braise spoke about. Here again, we're speaking about the date of the, what day of the week should you get married. So either way, Lo Yivu Lo Shabbos, the first time a Chosn is boiled the Kala, should not be on the Friday night. And not on Matzah Shabbos either. So the Gemara now will explain why this is. It's understood why Friday night to, 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 to be boiled the first time. So you don't do this Friday night. So this was mentioned before already. Because the first Bia creates a Chabura, creates a wound which is not allowed on Shabbos. And we're going to learn soon over here about about this. The Gemara will discuss this later. But now the Gemara goes to what it says. Why should the first beer not be on Matzah Shabbos? What's the reason why not? Basically, making a chasana, Matzah Shabbos. Why aren't you, not allowed, or aren't you allowed to make a chasana on Matzah Shabbos? Amar Abzeir explains, Mishum Cheshbainis. It's a Gzeir HaChamim decree that if you allow a person to make a chasana on Matzah Shabbos, so then he's going to be busy on Shabbos itself making all kinds of calculations of what do I need, how much am I paying the caterer, and all the right. things. And you're not going to make those chesbainish in Shabbos. As Rashi brings, the Gemara on Shabbos learns out from what it says, that on Shabbos we don't speak about mundane matters. On this reason. How could you say this is the reason? The chesbainish shall mitzvah. When you make calculations on Shabbos, but it's related to a mitzvah, mia sidi. Is this prohibited? We're talking here about cheshbainis for a chasana. A chasana is a mitzvah. So how could this be also? And here the Gemara is going to bring a bunch of different tamiraim that bring you halachas and examples where cheshbainis for a mitzvah are allowed. and both said, cheshbainis related to a mitzvah, you're allowed to calculate on Shabbos. Right? We sell aliyahs on Shabbos. That's the case. also halacha brought in Shulchanarach. Vamar Abelazar, Abelazar said, Paiskin stokel aniyim b'Shabbos. You could pledge stokel for poor people on Shabbos as well. Vamar Avyake, Vamar Avyechinen, Hoylchen lebatik nesiyas, lebatim midrashis. You can go from one base, one shul to another, base knesses, base medrash, lefakeyach aliske rabim b'Shabbos to take care of matters that are relevant to the public on Shabbos, even though it could be could involve different kinds of cheshbonis, but it's allowed on Shabbos if it's things that are needed for the rabim. Definitely on Shabbos to take care of matters that are relevant for the life and death of a Yid, for sure you can take care of this on Shabbos. Another thing, You can go to palaces and places where the kings or the government officials are sitting there on Shabbos even though it's not Shabbos, to go visit them there. But you can go there for the purpose, to take care of matters that are necessary for, the, for everybody, for the public on Shabbos. Yet another point, you can talk about Shiduchim for girls on Shabbos. Again, even though the source of this whole thing is that on Shabbos you're not supposed to talk about things that are mundane and, and, we, and, and the weekday subjects. But on Shabbos, to talk about, to make a good Shidduch on Shabbos, that's a great subject to speak about on Shabbos, to make Shidduchim. And also, you have a son and you have to hire a teacher to teach him a Teireh, or even to hire somebody to teach him a craft. That's also an obligation that a father has, not only to teach his child Teireh, but also to teach him Umnes, 
So you're allowed to talk to somebody and make up with them and you're hiring him on Shabbos for this purpose. Again, the point is that all of these things are cheshbainis and things that are related to the rabbim or for a mitzvah and therefore these things are allowed on Shabbos. So the question is, the same should apply for a chasana that you have Matzah Shabbos. So what's the problem? Elam Rab So Rab retracted his reason and gave a different reason. We're afraid that a person is going to be so preoccupied with preparing for the chasana on Shabbos that he may even forget that it's Shabbos and he might come to shecht or chicken for the suda that he needs on Matzah Shabbos. That's the reason. So Abaya said, if so, if this is the reason, Elam so, it's, so the same thing should apply also. Yom Kippurim Shachaliyeh is B'Sheni B'Shabbos. Yom Kippur that comes out on a Monday. Now we know Yom Kippur can't come out on a Sunday. And even in the, in the times, I mean, today we have the calendar set that it's not going to come out on a Sunday. But even those times when they were Makadash, according to the, seeing the new moon, they would make, it, make sure that it should not come out on a Sunday. If you have to add another day to a previous month. But we should also not allow Yom Kippur to come out on a Monday either. That uh, they should play around, uh, not play around, but they should uh, in previous months they should push off a day in order that it shouldn't come out on a Monday either. Why? What's the Allah of Yom Kippur? There's a mitzvah minatayre to make sudas and to eat on Yom Kippur. Now you should be concerned Sham that you might come to Shecht on Shabbos and to prepare your meals for Sunday, just like we're afraid over here that on Matzah Shabbos you'll come and prepare and Shecht on Shabbos. The Gemara says, how could you compare this? It's not the same thing. Two things. First of all, Hosom de Lenafshei, Yom Kippur, Erev Yom Kippur, you're just making, preparing a meal for yourself, late Tarit. So the person doesn't get so Tarit, he doesn't get so preoccupied with this to the point that he might forget that it's Shabbos and Shecht and Shabbos. Hocha de Lacherim, over here you're making a chasana and you invite guests and you have a big meal. So this is something that you might forget. So Tarit, you become too occupied with this and we're afraid. Inami, another simple answer is, Hasam Isle Rafcha. By Erev Yom Kippur, you have time. You have time to prepare your meal on Matzah Shabbos because the mitzvah to eat in Erev Yom Kippur is by day, the next day. So, this from here actually, some uh, of the Pais can bring a raya that the mitzvah of eating on Erev Yom Kippur only starts by day, not the night Erev Yom Kippur. But Hacha over here, he's making a chasana on Matzah Shabbos, Lesle Rafcha. He doesn't have enough time to prepare Matzah Shabbos, so he might come to Shecht on Shabbos itself. Now the Gemara says, Hashte the Now that Rab came to this reason that we don't make the chasana on Matzah Shabbos because you're afraid that he might shecht on Shabbos to prepare. Erev Shabbos Nami, so so too on Friday night to make a chasana on Friday night. It's the same reason. Maybe during the meal, during the meal of the chasana, he'll realize that he doesn't have enough food for the guests and he might forget that it's Shabbos and come to shecht something Friday night. So that's the same reason. So Dr. Gemara, now this goes back to the Mishnah. Again, so what did we learn in the Mishnah? What day of the week do you get married? You get married on Wednesday. What was the reason why you get married on Wednesday? So that the Bezdin that's available Thursday, so if he has any tainus that the wife was not a psula, he could immediately go to the Bezdin. So now the question is, What did the Mishnah mean? That the psula, the marriage, the chasana is on a Wednesday, and also his boiler, the first relation of and the Kala is also on Wednesday by day. They don't have to wait until at night. Of course, this is in a way where it's, an, it's allowed in such a ifen. And veloy chashinon le daita. And we're not concerned that if he's boiler Wednesday by day, now he might not have a bezin available until the next morning. 
So we're not afraid that by that time, if he finds out that, he's, that she's not a psula, so he's going to calm down about it, and he's not necessarily going to go to the bezin. We're not afraid of that. The next morning, if there was something that was wrong, he will go to the bezin. Or maybe what the Mishnah meant to say is, B'sula nises, When does he get married to her? On a Wednesday. But v'nevelas b'chamishi. The purpose, the point though is, that the first time he's boiler is that night, the night going into Thursday. Because, and we make sure that it's dafke by night. Because if it will be Wednesday by daytime, until the next morning, he might, become, he might calm down already. He might not end up going to the best in Bechlau. So therefore, the, the kavan of the mission was that he has to be bail her dafke the night. Toshima. So the Gemara brings a b'raise, where it says clearly about this. The Tani Bakapara. Bakapara taught, P'sul and Nisus B'revi. The chasna has to be on a Wednesday. V'nev'eles b'chamishi. And then the chasna is boiler the first time, the night, at that, that night of, the, of, Thursday, of, of Wednesday night. Hoyel v'nemre, he gives a reason here. What does he say? Why do you have to be boiler Thursday, or in the, the night going into the Yom Chamishi, Thursday, which is Wednesday night? Hoyel v'nemre boi bracha ledogim. Because the Ebishter created the fish on Thursday, and the Pasuk says, a bracha, that the Ebishter gave a bracha for the fish, as Rashi thinks, the bracha that it says, by the fish, that the fish should multiply and fill the waters. So there's a special bracha on this day that the Ebisha gave for the fish, and therefore the first time a person is boiled should be Wednesday night. Sorry, this is a continuation of the Braise, that is, Almane, Nisis Bechamishi. When does an Almane get married? On a Thursday. The first time he's boiled is Thursday night, which is uh, going into Shishi on Friday. Why? Because the human being was created. Adam Edition was created on Friday. And regarding Adam Edition, the Pasik also says, as Rashi brings, So therefore, Alman is boiled on a Friday. So what does the Gemara now prove from this Braise? The only reason why a person should be boiled Wednesday night or, th- or Thursday night is because he wants to have the special bracha. It's a good, auspicious time to have the bracha that the Ebishter said, either for the fish or for Adam. But what if a person is not mak, but he doesn't want this bracha? He doesn't, this bracha is not something that's important to him. So the, the concern we had before that if he's going to be boiler on Wednesday and then by the time it comes a Thursday morning he's already going to calm down he's not going to go to the bed and that's something that we're not concerned about. If we were the Braise should have given this reason. Okay, so now the Gemara goes back to the Braise itself. Ihochi, if there's a point of being boiled dafka on Wednesday night because there's a bracha for the fish so an almana shouldn't an almana or the chasna of an almana should also be on a Wednesday and then he should be boiler on Wednesday night which is chamishi which is because there's a bracha for the fish and as the Mepharshim explained the Gemara's question why take is the bracha of the fish so important so we know it says a lot of times that the bracha for the fish is that there's no iron hara for the fish because the fish are covered underwater that's why they multiply so fast because there's no iron hara so this bracha of the fish is, is something which is very powerful. So even for an almana, the chasna should be on Wednesday, and then it should be boiler on Thursday. <coughs> and says the Gemara, no, bracha, the adam, adifale. The bracha, even though taka, there's a certain mila for the bracha of the fish, but nevertheless, the bracha that's given directly for adam, for a human being, that's stronger, and therefore, he gets, he gets, the chasna is on a Thursday, and he's boiler a Thursday night, which is shishi.
Or the Gemara gives another reason why by an almane the chasen is dafka on a Thursday and he's boiler Thursday night the first time. Mishum shaktu because there's a takana of chachamim and again the Gemara uses this term shaktu chachamim were very diligent about this takana and what's the reason for this takana? There's a takana here for an almane that she should get married dafka on a Thursday and be boiler Thursday night the first time. Tanya, because we learned in the Brayas as follows: Why did Chachamim institute that an almana should get married on a Thursday and then be boiled the thir- first time on Thursday night? Because if you're going to say he gets married on a Wednesday and then he's boiled the thir- first time Wednesday night, so then what happens? The next day, which is on Friday, Mashkim. No, no, no. Lomachar here means Friday. So then on Friday, in other words, the, 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 ne- the day right after the chasana, he's not going to go to work. Here, the point here that the Gemara is going to say right now is, when it comes to regular chasana and kala, so there's Sheva Brachas. And during the Sheva Brachas, you're not supposed to go to work, Pachlal. So he's going to remain with his kala for the entire Sheva Brachas. By an almana, there is no Sheva Brachas. There's only one day that he stays with his kala. But after that day, he can go to work. So what's going to happen? The chasana will be on Wednesday, and then he's boiler Wednesday night, Thursday, and then Thursday he remains with her. But Lomachar, it comes Friday, Mashkim, Lom Nasai, Vahailachlai. So then he gets up early and he goes to work, and uh, his kala is alone. So therefore, Shaktu Chachamim al Takanas Benais Yisrael, Chacham were diligent and they instituted for Benais Yisrael, even an Almana, Shihei Semechi Meshleishi Yamim. That the, the husband, the Chasan, should remain with her for three days. And therefore, the Chasan is going to be Chamishi. Chasna is going to be on a Thursday, Chamishi B'Shabbos, and then he's boiler that night, and the Erev Shabbos, so the next day, Erev Shabbos, the day after the Chasna, he doesn't leave her, and then V'Shabbos, and then Shabbos as well, he's not going to work, he stays with her, so now, because of this, he's going to be with her for three days. That was the reason why they instituted that the Chasna of an Almana should be on a Thursday. So we have two different reasons here. Huh? Either way, you don't need this, uh, the Takana if they're getting married on Thursday. Because anyway, he's not going to work the next day, you say. Who, who was misakin this, though? They were misakin. Chachamim were misakin that get married on a Thursday. Again? You said one day for sure. Correct. So we get married Thursday night. Get married Thursday, and then Thursday, Friday. Friday. Friday not going to work anyway. Correct. So you have Friday, Shabbos, and Sunday. Exactly. That's, that's what the Gemara is saying, you know. And, and not Wednesday. Again, the point is, they should not get married on a Wednesday. If they get married on a Wednesday, he'll be with her on Thursday, and then Friday, he'll go to work already. So that's why they were misakin, Dafka Thursday. So we have over here two reasons why an almana gets married on Thursday. Either the reason is because then he's boiler on Friday night, and there's a special bracha on Friday, the bracha of Pruvu that was said to Adam. Or the reason is, as we just explained, shaktu, this takana of the chachamim, that they want the chasm to stay with the kala, which is an almana, for three days. Sigmar says, Ma yike ben bracha le shaktu. What would be a practical difference between these two di- reasons, either the, the reason of a bracha for, that there is on Friday, or the reason of shaktu, that chachamu wa masakin, that he should remain with his wife for three days. Eke beinayu. So there's two simple uh, differences. First, Adam Bottle, a person that's unemployed, so he's not going out to work. So you don't have to be concerned about the fact that he's going to leave his wife after one day. So if that was the reason, so then he can get married on a Wednesday. You don't have to be concerned that on Friday he's going to leave her. He's, he's, not, he's not going to work. What happens if Friday is Yomtiv? So then again, you don't have to be concerned that on Friday is going to work, Friday is a Yomtiv. So in such a case, he could also get married on a Wednesday. But if the reason is the bracha, the bracha of Pruruvu that was said to Adam, so then even in these situations, the chasna of an almana is still on a Thursday. 
Barash Bar Kapara. The Gemara before brought from Bar Kapara. So the Gemara here brings other drashas, agadete, from Bar Kapara. The actions of Tzadikim are greater. It's even greater than the actions of the Ebeshter when he created heaven and earth. When the Ebeshter creates heaven and earth, what does the Apostolic say? My hand has uh, brought, has, 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 uh, brought the foundation for this earth here below. And the immediate, so the hand, refers to the left hand. And then the immediate, my right hand, has created heavens. So this is, this is brought actually in my modem, that the Shemayim and Aretzir refers to the Eilamis, Eilam Atzilus and Eilam Abri and, and uh, Basilagani. This is brought over in the beginning of Basilagani where it speaks about Atzilus, Bri, Tzir and Asir, that the higher Eilamis are created with Yad Yimin, which is closer, so to speak, to the Ebesher, with a stronger Kayach. And the lower worlds are created with the Ebesher's left hand because there's more of a distance. When it comes to the actions that Tzadikim do, so what do the actions of Tzadikim in the world cause? Saksiv, the Pasik says, So here it uses the word Yodecha, which means Hashem's both hands. Hashem builds the base of Mikdash with both of his hands. It doesn't say Kainanu Yodcha, which is a singular term, but it says Yodecha. And the Abishta builds the base of Mikdash through this Chusim and the Mitzvahs and the Maisim of the Tzadikim. So this is the great Maila of the Kayach of the Aved of the Tzadikim in the world. Heishiv Bavli Yechod, there was an individual from Bavel that asked on what Bar just said, and his name is Rabchiyah, until him it says, the dry land, Eivisha creates it with Yodov, he uses a plural term as well, regarding creating the earth here below. And so he answered him, even though it's read Yodov, but it really it's written Yudalad Vav, which is a singular term, Yodov, just with one hand. But how could you say that though? It says Yatsaru, which is a plural term that they were, it was Yatsaru, that the hands create. So Yatsaru means the, the plural, both hands create Yabeshes, the dry land. Amrav Nachmi Yitzchak, Rav Nachmi Yitzchak says, Yatsaru, the reason why it uses a plural term regarding the creation through one hand, it means all the fingers of the hand. That's the plural, plural term. That uh, the heavens are created with Abish's fingers, the moon and the stars that Abish have prepared. So the, the plural term is not, is not two hands, but it's one hand with all the fingers. Meisvedigman asks a question from another pasuk. It says, "Until heavens say and they, they say the story of the glory of the Abish." And here it says again a plural term, Magedarakia. That the world, the Rakia, says the Meisi Yodov of the Abish. Yodov is a plural term as well. Answers the Gemara, what that Pasuk really saying is, it's, it's the Ebeshter's plural using the term uh, Yodov regarding the Ebeshter, is all the result of also the actions of the Tzadikim in this world. The Rakia, the heavens, they say the story of the Aveda of the Tzadikim in this world. And how is that? And that's when it rains. When it rains, it's a result of the fact that Tzadikim in this world dive into the Ebishter and ask for rain. And that's the story that the Rekiah is saying when it says, Maisi Yodov. So it also refers to the actions of the Tzadikim in this world. Darash Barkapara, Barkapara Darshan, Maidachsev, what is the meaning of the Pasuk that it says? So the simple shot of the Pasuk, it's speaking about the Eden when they go out to war, so they should have an extra Yosei, the extra peg they should take with themselves. And the purpose is to be able to dig with it if a person has to go out and to relieve himself. So, Hidarshan, Al Tikre, Al Azeinecha, which is together with the weapons that you take out with you, Ela Al Oiznecha. 
you should have something for your ears, which means as follows. If you hear someone saying something to you which is inappropriate, so what do you do? So you have your fingers, and your fingers are like, are like pegs, and you should place your fingers into your ears not to hear what the person tells you. This is what Rabbi Loza said regarding a person's fingers. So he asked the question. Why isn't a person's fingers, why are a person's fingers similar to pegs? So the Gemara wants to understand what's the question exactly of Rabbi Loza. My time. What, what is he asking? What's the question that he's asking here? Is he asking why are a person's fingers separated from one another? Why didn't they wish to create that a person's fingers should be like a uh, like a, like a one big uh, like a huh? Like a, yeah, like, a, like the palm of the finger, the hand itself. It should be all attached together. Why are the fingers separated from one another? Is that his question? So that's not a question. Why? Because each finger serves a different purpose. So we once learned about this. What is the purpose of each finger? So starting with the small finger. To measure the amount of a zeres. This is the, by the Choshen. It says that the size of a Choshen is the size of a zeres. How do you measure a zeres? A zeres is when you measure from the small finger to the, to the thumb. That distance from the, z- from the small finger to the thumb, that's the measure of a zeres. So that's why we have the small finger. And then the next finger near it, zu kmitze. That's when you make the kmitze, the kain, the beis amikdash, when he has to take from the carbon minche, and then the amount that stays inside his hand, when he closes his finger, it starts, what's the amount that may, remains inside the hand? From the second finger. That's the kmitze finger. And then the middle finger, the large finger, the biggest finger, zu ama. From there you measure an ama. How do you measure an ama? You measure the ama from the large finger to the to all the way up to the elbow, and that's that's the measure. That's the shear of an ama. So that's why we have the large finger, and then zu edzba, the next finger, which is near the thumb. That's the edzba, which is uh, used for Rashi here says when the kain sprinkles the blood in the base of mikdash on the mizbeach, and sometimes you have to sprinkle it with your finger. Which finger does he have to use? The edzba, the finger that's near the thumb. So that's the purpose of this finger, and then zu gaidel. The geidel is also used separately in the Beis HaMikdash, as Rashi says, that sometimes by a metzayda, you have to put the oil or the blood, and it goes on the geidel, on the large finger. So each finger is separated and has its own purpose. So what was the question of Rabbi Loza regarding the fingers? Ella, his question was, Why is it that the fingers, their endings are sort of sharper, that they don't end thick, they end a little bit sharper than where it is lower down, in order that, the, for why? Why does it end sharper in this way? Why doesn't it end with a, with a more of a thicker and more rounded off? The answer is, Because if a person hears something that's inappropriate, so the fingers are small enough that that he could fit it, he could put, he could place his fingers in his ear, fingers in his ear and not to hear what people are telling him. Why is the entire ear of a person, it's, it's, it's a hard, but the ear lobe is soft. Again, <laughs> so he said a similar thing. If a person hears something inappropriate, what does he do? You have that earlobe that you could bend inside the ear and block and not hear what people are telling you. The kids, a person uh, could, uh, doesn't have to listen to what people tell him. He has two options. Either put your fingers in the ear or the earlobe in the ear. 
The last point here for this Agadete, the Gemara says that, and again regarding what a person listens to, Al Don't listen to people that are speaking Narishkeit and idle chatter, things that are not important. Why? The ears of a person get burnt first before any of the other limbs of a person's body. What the Gemara actually means by this is even physically. The ears of a person, the, the, the skin or whatever, it's softer and, it, and it, if, it, if it gets in contact with hot water, it gets burnt quicker than the skin on any other part of the body. So just like that is true physically about the ear, the so, so is also true regarding the sense of hearing that there is in the ear, that the things that you hear affect the person before many other things. A lot of things that we're exposed to, so it's the hearing that you hear before other things. That's You get exposed to things and that burns a person before anything else, they should be very careful with what you hear. Okay, now, Gemara goes back to the halacha that was mentioned before, that you should not be boil on Erev Shabbos. The first time, the relation between the Chasen and Kala should not be on Friday night. So now the Gemara will address this. This was asked as a question. Is the person allowed, the first beer, the first relation, is this allowed to be on Friday night? So Rashi explains, either the one that's asking this question didn't hear of the b'raise that we learned before, that said it's not allowed, or he knew of the b'raise, but he wanted to know, do we paskin like that b'raise or not? And here, in this next part of the Gemara, we're going to see that, that this question is a very complex question. There's a lot of different details of Hilchus Shabbos that come into play to answer this question, whether a person is allowed to be boiled chile Friday night or not. And there's a lot of fundamentals of Hilchus Shabbos that come in here. Let's see. So the first question is as follows. What happens when a person is boiled for the first time? So there's a psulim. There's, there's, a, there's a, in English, what's it called? I think a hymen that the person has to break through. And then what happens is there's blood that comes out. So the question is, is a person on Shabbos allowed to create this chabura? This is what was mentioned before. A person creates a wound, are you allowed to make this chabura on Shabbos? Now what's the problem of making a chabura on Shabbos? So there's a machlaikas to shine him, there's actually a big arichas and taisus about this. But the, the Rashi in one place says that the issue of, of uh, causing blood to come out would be tseveya, like when a person is painting. But Taisus over here says that uh, Taisus here and most Yishayim and Rashi himself also in Shabbos brings another pshat, and this is what most Yishayim say: the issue of a chabura is it's an offshoot of the malacha of of um, shaychet. Just like when a person shechts netilas neshama, so when a uh, when a person takes away the neshama, the life, so too when a person makes a chabura, what happens is a certain life of the of the person that the blood collects. In that chabura, the blood comes out. Even when you make a chabura, and the blood doesn't yet come out, but it collects in a certain area, and, and then it, it, doesn't, it loses its life. So, so too, there's a certain loss of life that happens by every chabura. So the question over here is the same thing. When a person uh, is boiled on Shabbos, what exactly happens by the, when he's boiled? So the, one, one ifn is that we can look at it, what happens is as follows, the dam mifkat pocket, the blood that's there, so the blood is like there, it's kept in that area, it's like, like a deposit, the literal translation of mifkat pocket is the dam besulam, correct, that blood that comes out is not absorbed in the, in the womb of the woman, it's there, it's present there, but, and then when a person breaks through the besulam, the blood comes out. So, but he's not taking out the blood from the, the actual walls of the, 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 the womb of the woman itself. So if it's mifkat pocket, then he's just creating an opening for the blood to come out. So then there's no iser of chabura. Again, the chabura is the blood that's inside the body of the woman that, that through the chabura it, 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 it comes out. You're, you're, you're drawing it out from the body of the woman. But here, the blood is like there. 
It's like, it's like you have blood in a sack, and then you just open up the sack and it comes out. So then there's no issue. Or rather, the blood that's there, so you, create, you are creating a wound. The blood is in the walls of the, of the womb of the woman. And now when you create the opening by the first beer, so then you're creating a wound and you're drawing out that blood that was inside the walls of the womb of the woman. So therefore there is a Chabura and it's Asr on Shabbos. That's the first point of this question. Gemara goes further, and even if you're going to resolve this and tell me, that the blood is not absorbed in the walls of the, of the womb of the woman, rather it's just there, like a pecotton, it's like there, like, a, like blood in a sack, and you're just opening it up. <clears throat> when a person is boiled for the first time, does he need, is, is part of his intention that he wants to see that blood that comes out. Why? Because the person wants to be sure. He wants to know that the wife that he's marrying is a basula. So he wants to see that blood that's coming out. Vishari, and therefore, if that's his intention, so therefore being boiled would be allowed. There's no isr in, in causing this blood to come out, because again, it's not a chabura. Or perhaps there could be another malacha that's involved over here. And that is, The first time a person is boiled and he creates that opening, that's his, his, his intention. His main intention actually is to create this Pesach. This is his wife and he wants to be boiler, so therefore he wants to create this opening. And therefore, this would be another malacha. What's the malacha of creating a Pesach? The malacha of creating a Pesach is, as Rashi brings here, Baina, Binyan. And they are, they, just like when you create a Pesach and a Binyan, it's a Malachas, so as uh, we'll see later in the Gemara, and you have this a few times, even a, creating a Binyan in the body of a human being is also a Malachah of Baina. So if he wants to create a Pesach, so that's awesome. An- another Malachah. The Gemara goes further, if you'll argue and say, that when the person is boiled the first time, the main Kavana that he has is the blood that should come out, to be sure that his wife is a Basula. The, the opening that happens, that's not his intention, Bakhlal. The opening that happens just happens without his kavana. So now the question though is, So here the Gemara brings up a famous machlaikas that you have in Shas many, many times regarding a person that does a malacha on Shabbos and he's ainim miskavin. He doesn't have intention to do this malacha. What's the classic example for this that the Gemara itself says? person that's dragging a bench on the ground. And as he's dragging the bench, it creates a furrow, it creates a, a ditch in the ground. So then that could be chayrish. He's like, he's, he's plowing the ground. But that wasn't his intention, Bechlal. So here Rab Shimon holds the halacha is like follows. Rab Shimon's like opinion is, one moment, Rab Shimon holds halacha ke Rab Shimon. Do we pass like Rab Shimon? What's Rab Shimon's opinion? The Omar, Rab Shimon says, Dovashem iskaven mutter. If there's a malacha that happens, but that's not your intention at all, so then it's mutter. So over here, his kavana is that the blood should come out, to know that his wife is a psula. The fact that it creates a pesach, which is baina, that's not his intention. So it's mutter. Or maybe we pass like Rabbi Yudha, Rabbi Yudha says, that even when a person is, is doing a malacha, again, when a person is doing a malacha and he has no kavana, so even though he has no kavana, it's still going to be yasser. So what's this, what's this now? There is an issue here that you just mentioned, and Rashi and Taisus both point this out, L'chayrit is Allah called Psikresha, which means anytime, even though you do something without Kavana, but if it's inevitable that the Malach is going to happen. For example, in the case with the bench, if the bench is so heavy that it's inevitable, it's for sure going to create this ditch in the ground, even Rabbi Yehuda, or Rabbi Shimon rather, would agree that it's Asr. So both Rashi and Taisus explain that it is possible that blood should not come out. And based on the Gemara later, we'll see the Gemara says it is possible that you should be boiled in such a way that blood should not come out and without even a Pesach either. And therefore, it's not Psikresha. Okay, so 
So, that, so therefore, this is the question there. Weiter, <coughs> where we're holding over here. Oh, the Gemara goes weiter. Yeah. Now, if you can argue and say, Halachik Rabbi Yehuda, that the is like Rabbi Yehuda, and therefore Rabbi Yehuda says that even though he has no kavana to create this Pesach, so therefore it should be, it still should be Osir. But there's another, another question. Makalkal who ate a Pesach, should I say that when he creates this Pesach, so it's a kilkel. But he's, he's doing something which is destructive. So this is another klal in Hilchah Shabbos. You're not chayef for any malacha on Shabbos unless it's a tikkun. You're doing something which has a constructive nature. If you do something which is a kilkel, you're ruining, you're destroying, you're not chayef on Shabbos. It's not a malachas machshavis. You're not creating something constructive. So over here, he's a makalkal. Why is he a makalkal? So Rashi explains the reason why this would be considered to be a makalkal is because before, this, this woman was a basula. A basula is a, a much, much, has a much greater value. And now she's only a baula. You boil her. So now her value goes down. She's not, she's not the same anymore. So therefore, she's a, you're a makalkal. Oi, Dilma. Oi, sorry. Oi, perhaps. Misakinu. Eitzela Pesach. He's creating an opening. It's true she becomes a bula, but now it's his wife. And he wants this Pesach, so he can always have a relation with her. So this is a tikkun. He's creating something constructive. So therefore, this would be a malacha. So that's the line of questioning over here. Okay? So the Gemara went through many different stodim to this question. Now the Gemara brings another version to this line of questioning, also going through many different stodim, but a bit different than the previous version. Ikadamri, others quest, said that the question is as follows. Vim Tim again, the question begins regarding the, the facts of the blood. What's the story with this blood? Is the blood there, that, and it's like a pakadon, it's there and it's not absorbed in the walls of the womb, or is the blood absorbed? And therefore, you create a chabura when you boil the first time. So, in this version, we start with the going with the approach that the dam is actually absorbed, and therefore, when you boil the first time, you are creating a wound. There is a chabura. But now the question is, he needs the blood, and because he needs the blood, so therefore, this is going to be aser. Or when the person is being boiled, he's not interested in the blood that comes out. He's just doing it for his own sake. He's being boiled. The fact that the blood comes out, that's not something that he's machaven to at all. So therefore it's allowed. Again, going back to the swara that I mentioned before, Rashi says the swara, do you say that he wants the blood to come out because he wants to be sure that his wife is a basula? That's what means Ladam Utsarich. He wants to see the blood to know that she's a basula. Or no, he's being boiler for his own sake. And therefore the fact that the blood comes out just happens. And that's not Bakhlaw what his kavan is. So right to the question continues, that what he's doing is just for his own ano and the dam and the blood that he draws out when he creates this chabura, that's not his intention at all. So even though there's a chabura, but he's not machavim for this. But should I say shimin? Is the halacha like Rabbi Yehuda that even though he has no kavana, still it's going to be Osir? Or is the halacha like Rabbi Shimon that even without kavana, that if it is without kavana, then it's going to be mutter? Now, according to this uh, version here, the question continues, Even if the halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda, so when you have no kavane, it should be aser. Okay, this is actually was mentioned before as well. Is this a tikkun? When he, does, when he creates this chabura, again, is this a kilkul, rather? Because he, he now he lowers her status from being a basula, and now she's only a baula. Or it's a tikkun. He's, he's creating a Pesach, and this is what he wants to do. 
Now, here in this version, the Gemara adds another slaughter. Even if you're going to say that a kilkel, usually a kilkel by all malachas of Shabbos is allowed. Right? But over here, though, there's an exception. When it comes to a chabura, this is based on the Gemara and Shabbos. The Gemara and Shabbos says that when you make a chabura, there's a is actually between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon as well. Whether a kilkel b'chabura would be, would be aser. And what the Gemara there says, because we find by a bris mila, you need a special pasuk to say that a bris is allowed in Shabbos. What's a bris? A bris is also creating a wound and drawing out blood. From the fact that you need a special pasuk to teach me that, that a bris is allowed in Shabbos, so I see that otherwise a kilkul, a chabura, any other wound, even though every wound you cause is just a kilkul, you're doing something which is destructive. But nevertheless, a kalkul would be yasa. That That's one opinion. It's, it's a machlaikis about this. So here the Gemara says as follows. If you're going to say over here, when he creates this chabura, the blood comes out, so there's a kilkul, but this is a kilkul regarding a chabura. And do I paskin like the opinion of Yehuda? And Rabbi Yehuda holds that when you create a kilkul regarding a chabura, just like all other malachas of Shabbos. A kilkul, a, a destructive thing, is allowed. So too by a chabur, it's no different. A chabur is the same thing. A kilkul by a chabur is also mutter. So, so that, uh, that's uh, one ayfen. Or perhaps halacha k'rab shimen. Or the halacha is going to be like rab shimen. What's rab shimen's opinion? As Rashi here brings, that a makalkul by chabura is chayev. Even though a makalkul by all other malachas of Shabbos is, is, is not, is, is potter, but makalkul by chabura on Shabbos that is, will be chayef. So maybe over here, even though this is a kilkul b'chabura, you should still be chayef. And as she says, what the Gemara is really asking is, should you say that on one hand, regarding the halacha, there's two different machlekes in here, between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon. One machlekes is regarding Eina Mechavin, and Rabbi Yehuda holds, over there Rabbi Yehuda is the one that's stringent and says that Eina Mechavin is going to be chayef. And then there's the machlaikis regarding makalkal by a chabura. Also machlaikis between Rabbi Yehuda and Abshimen, but here it's the reverse. Over here it's Rabbi Yehuda, the one that's makal, and Rabbi Yehuda says you'll be potter, and Abshimen is the one that's chayef. So when the Gemara here says, Oya Allah Shimon, the Gemara is asking, should you say that he's doing a kilkul by chabura, and you're going to be chayef, because Rabbi Shimon says that a kilkul by a chabura is still chayef, and, but on the other hand, even though it's ain't machavin, he doesn't want to make this chabura, but yet we're going to paskin like Rabbi Shimon, uh, sorry, we're going to pass in like Rabbi Yehuda, that is, that Ein Mechaven is still going to be Yasser. That's the question. Okay, so we have a lot of different details over here to this question. And in the Hemshech of the Gemara, the Gemara will resolve this. Okay.